this is Culture Shift. I'm Amanda LeClaire. A new book from Arcadia Publishing explores the history of some of Ann Arbor's most iconic restaurants. I talked with authors Joe Mylan and Gail Offen about what makes an eatery memorable in the city. People who, even if they spend a little bit of time in Ann Arbor, you know, we talk about people being passionate about Detroit, and they are, but people are very passionate about Ann Arbor and about Ann Arbor history, too. Absolutely. You know, people in Ann Arbor are passionate about sports, obviously, but we find that they're just as passionate about food. You know, when I was a student at U of M, a lot of us couldn't afford to eat in a lot of these places. And we're finding now when people read the book, they're like, well, I couldn't afford to eat there when I was a student, but now I can go back there as an adult and eat in some of these restaurants. Right. And a lot of rites of passage. A lot of people had their first drink in certain places, you know, lots of memories. Talk a little bit more about that that rite of passage, either one of you uh, that you were mentioning, because that does seem to be a big theme in Ann Arbor of of people who maybe went to school there or people who came back after going to school there. Well, the Pretzel Bell, for example, was a place where... when you turned 21, you were theoretically supposed to drink 21 beers. Right. And uh, if the ambulance didn't carry you off, you would could ring a bell, and that was a real rite of passage. So many people, when we wrote this book, so many people said, are you going to put the original pretzel bell in there? Because that was, if you ask a majority of people that grew up in Ann Arbor or went to school there, they would celebrate their 21st birthday there. And so that's what people really remember that. Now, talk about the uh, the research behind this book and how you narrowed it down to the the restaurants and the eateries that you did include. That was such a tough thing to do because what's one person's icon is another person would raise their eyebrows. But we had a lot of consensus from people about what they considered to be an iconic restaurant. And so we made a master list of the ones that absolutely had to be in there. And then it was kind of like American Idol for some of the other ones where they had to compete with each other. And then eventually we decided. But we ended up having to even cut a few pages because there's a surprising amount of restaurants that are still open in Ann Arbor that we consider iconic. Right. Well, Ann Arbor is a unique place. There are sit-down dinner places. There are fine places to eat. And then there are quick places to grab a bite. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's that marriage of the college town and the uh, and your your average mid middle American town together, and uh, but it's also become a real destination for a lot of the new places as well. Zingerman's brings in people from all over the country. It's made one of the places that's really made Ann Arbor a famous place for food because they write about it all the time in the national press and the New York Times. So it's really led the food mecca. I, another thing I, I know that Ann Arbor is pretty uh, famous for is that they're, they're vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Like, um, it's interesting. In the book, we have a history of some of the vegetarian restaurants that were there. There was a lot of vegetarian restaurants. One of the things that survived, one of the most famous vegetarian things that survived is something called the chapati, where you can get, now get that at Pizza Bob's. Um, and that's a vegetarian um, sandwich that has this incredible orange sauce that you would literally drink like shots if you could. It's, <laughs> it's, there's something in it that's supernaturally delicious. And let's talk more about uh, each individual restaurants that you, you included in the book. What were some of the ones that you know, stand out to you as far as the stories that you heard behind them? Well, I just want to start with Drake's because when we were telling people we were doing this book, there was this place right on the cover, Drake's Sandwich Shop, which was a a wonderful ice cream and candy place that was a real gathering spot in Ann Arbor. There's nothing like that now. That closed in 1993. They were the first people to bring gummy bears to Ann Arbor. I mean, that's that's a distinction right there. But uh, it was around since the 20s. And so a lot it was a real rite of passage place for a lot of people. Another place that we love, and it's also on the cover, is La Dog. This is a little family-run place that uh, has like 10 to 15 soups a day, and it's family-run, and there's no, they, they frown on social media. People line up to get these soups. 
again, it's a real destination place for Ann Arbor. Everything's made with such care and love, and it's family-run, and that's another place we really recommend to people. And, and only in Ann Arbor would you find a, a place that uh, you would immediately think of as a hot dog stand, but it's it's uh, manned by a, an individual who studied with one of the greatest chefs uh, out of Hungary. So it's, it's kind of an interesting that's story. That's dog, yeah. Now, uh, Bimbo's is another place that's kind of interesting. It's kind of the definitive of what we think of as a pizza parlor, but uh, people may remember that there was peanut shells on the floor, and they had pizza. They had Dixieland jazz in the 60s and the 70s. It was actually the first place I ever had a gig at myself as a piano player, and uh, people would go in there, and, and, you know, that was where you would roll up your sleeves, and the piano player had garter garter belts on his arms. Um and uh, that was uh, a place that people automatically associate with Ann Arbor. How has the city's culinary scene changed, you know, since since you since the 1920s and 1930s when some of these restaurants first began? Well, you know, back then, I mean, there was pretty much American food. There wasn't a lot of diversity. But it's interesting, in the 70s, they really started to have more food that was from other countries that was interesting. There was a place called Steve's Lunch that was on South U that many people had their first taste of Korean food there. And there were some Indian places as well coming in in the 70s. And obviously, as the population got more diverse, the restaurant scene got more diverse. Now there's definitely more fine dining in Ann Arbor, and there's a lot of interesting little places that feature fine dining. I think the the restaurant scene in Ann Arbor is stronger than ever. Though I think everybody remembers maybe their graduation dinner at Weber or at uh, the Gandhi Dancer. The Gandhi Dancer, which is uh, in an old train depot, is still a wonderful place to celebrate any kind of event. And what's great is it still is a train station. As trains go by, everyone applauds in the restaurant. So it's a real um, special place in Ann Arbor. Now, the last chapter in the book you guys have is called Still Here and Going Strong. And, of course, that the restaurants that have been in Ann Arbor for a great many years. Right. Uh, can you talk about what some of those are and, you know, the histories of, of some of those? Because I know the Old, Old Town Tavern isn't there, right? Old Town Tavern is one of the oldest uh, uh, restaurants slash bars in the state. And there has been in perpetuity a, uh, a uh, restaurant in uh, bar there since about 1898. Uh, another one uh, Gail tell you about is the um, uh, Brown Jug. Yeah, the Brown Jug has been around since 1936, and that's another real rite of passage place. A lot of students now go there with the Pretzel Bell Gone, the official Pretzel Bell Gone. A lot of people go to the Brown Jug to celebrate their 21st birthday, and that that is a great hangout, of course, named after the famous uh, trophy between Michigan and Minnesota, Go Blue. Yeah. And we, we put a lot of other little tidbits that people don't know. For example, there's Division Street, which was named because that was one side you could get liquor on campus and one side you couldn't. It literally was a dividing line. Some other places that uh, are still there and going strong that people may finally remember, uh, one of them is Angelo's, which is famous for their breakfasts, and it was actually... Uh, made even more famous by uh, Dick Siegel's uh, song, um, Eggs Over Easy at Angelo's, which you, you may even hear on this station from time to time. Oh, that, that mentions an Ann Arbor restaurant? It's all know. about Angelo's and yep, breakfast. Yeah, having breakfast at Angelo's. I don't think there's anywhere else like Ann Arbor, and I think it's, it's fitting that if you go out on the Rand McNally website, you'll find that there's only one city in the entire world named Ann Arbor, uh, there's nothing like it. It's uh, one of those unique places that when people see it, they they 
usually just fall in love with it. There's just nothing. Well, and when somebody said, well, what to you is an iconic restaurant? I'd say when somebody, it's an iconic restaurant if someone, um, I mention the name and all of a sudden the person smiles and then they tell me a story about it. Right. That makes it iconic. The city is changing a lot. Yeah. It's changed a lot from the 60s and the 70s when most people really move there and remember like that Ann Arbor. Uh, what do what do people tell you? Do people c- share that concern with you that some of these old places yes. are going to be disappearing too fast? Yeah, one of the people that really helped us with this book, she's a local historian, Susan Weinberg. She's on the city commission and we're very. she's very concerned that a lot of these places are getting replaced by high rises and it's really losing the character of what Ann Arbor is all about. So we encourage everybody to while they're there, there's little funky places like Frank's Restaurant on Maynard or La Dog or any of these other places. Get there now while you can because this, the, this, the character of the place is changing as we speak. And now's the time to go and visit some of these wonderful places. Absolutely. And a, and a lot of the real estate is becoming so expensive. It's, it's very difficult for these independent uh, uh, establishments to survive so it's good to support your local restaurateurs. We were very conscious not to put any chain restaurants in there. All of these places can only be found in Ann Arbor. It was John Mylan and Gail Offen, authors of the new book Iconic Restaurants of Ann Arbor. Go to WDET.org to check out archival photos from the book. This is Culture Shift. <laughs>